this is the Sean Yankee Show. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack. This episode of The Sean Yankee Show is being brought to you by the support of viewers like me. We realize the importance of independent media and truth in this time of mass deceit and propaganda. We have decided to fight for and support it to keep it alive. You can help us in this fight for truth. Contribute at patreon.com forward slash Sean Yankee. Thanks for coming to the show. It'll begin soon. Hey, everybody, get in here. Come on. It's time to get in here. It is time again for the Sean Yankee show. That thing snuck up on me. That intro ends too quickly sometimes, and I'm not expecting it. Like when he says the show will begin soon, he means within 10 seconds. That's what he means. And I need to get that through my head. There's a countdown to everything that should remind me, but I forget it. And I'll be doing other things while he's talking. And I'm like, I get lost in his buttery voice and I'll be like, Whoa, it's time for the show. Man, you got me by surprise that time. But yeah, get in here. It's time for the greatest hour of the day. Every day at 8 p.m. Eastern, we gather here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And we have a live interactive discussion. We talk about all kinds of things. We have a community vibe, a family atmosphere, and we have a lot of fun. So if you're new here, if this is your first time, please join in the conversation. But this show is also a podcast now. It goes up to all kinds of podcast platforms about an hour after the live. So if you're listening, if you're a new listener to the show, please say hi. Let us know you're here. And stop by to a live sometime on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch. And let us let us know you listen. I appreciate you guys. We have a few followers on the podcast platforms now. And I appreciate you. And thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy the show. I try to make it inclusive to the radio audience now that we're in in, two to, in those places as well now. But let me say hi to everybody who's here. Hey, Helen. What's up, Lee, Tracy, Dolores? Hey, Aaron. Lee's here on Twitch and YouTube. Lee, is my imagination correct? Do you sit in like a super bunker with many platforms, many uh, different things on many different monitors? Like where you're in one of those lean back chairs and you have like 12 screens and I imagine you have a minority report menu that you just do this kind of thing with to bring TSYS into here and then 
bring the salty cracker over here and just different things like that. That's how I imagine you. And if it's not that way, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it because it's super cool. Hey, Dana, thank you for sharing. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. That's how you show you care. That's how you support. And that's basically how you like give me a tip, you know, how you throw a nickel in my little jar when I'm sitting on the sidewalk playing a tune for you. That's how you do that by hitting like and by sharing. Hey, Riley, Riley's here, the silent truther. Hey, Riley, uh, I need you to, I don't know if you still use Facebook at all anymore, as mean as they've been to you, but on Messenger, I don't know what the best profile is to message you, but I wanted to send you a message. So if you could message me, I'm the really good looking guy in the hat and glasses. Uh, I would appreciate that. That way I know which one to talk to because there's 150 of them. Yes, Aaron, smash them shits. If you're here on Facebook, this is where this applies mostly because it's not as fun, honestly, to watch a video over on YouTube or even Twitch. But over on YouTube and Twitch, you can pretty much only hit like one time. But on Facebook, you have 12 options for when, what you like and dislike, and you can hit them as often as you want. And at the end of the episode, I get an analytic printout that tells me how many times everybody hit like, heart, laugh, care, all that individually and who did it so I, i'm watching you guys i'm tracking and tracing your every moment i know who really likes the what emoji i know whose favorite emoji is which and you know what predominantly the like predominantly the like everyone likes to hit the like no one really likes the other emojis facebook i don't know what to tell you you probably add six more but i like them i like to mix it up you got brats on the grill man you got a good night for that you got a good night for that. You guys know what we do tonight. You're a simple man. Not in here. Not in here. I'm sorry, sir. And I've already patented and trademarked what lives in here. So there are two leaves. And uh, you just got to deal with that. There's a Lee that lives in my head. There's a version of probably most of you, if not all. Everyone in this room that I see so far has a version that lives in my head and has adventures. Well, I finally figured out how to give them life. So later we're going to talk about that. Something clicked in my head today and we're going to get into that. A lot of things clicked in my head today. I had an epiphany. You know, I really feel like God touched my life today. Thank you, God, for blessing me today and just being there with me today. I feel I feel your presence today. So I wanted to thank God for that right away. And then I got some stuff I want to get into with you guys as well. But. It is time once again.
All right. So it's finally Wednesday night, and that means that it's time for another installment of Conspiracy Theories and Chill. Now, we can discuss any conspiracy theory that you like tonight. So please feel free to tell me what your favorite is in the comments while our short video plays. We usually watch a little icebreaker video, and we can discuss whatever you want and even the video afterwards but this is a fun night we have fun tonight nothing is off limits talk about anything you want have a good time um, we reach for the stars tonight we let our brains really stretch out tonight we grow and think of different things and explore different ideas hey sometimes even things we don't agree with i love to explore different ideas and concepts and i have found that i'm in doing so that even if i disagree with a topic or an idea, I often also learn a thing or two as well in the process. Now, I've been told to shy away from the conspiracy theory label by many people that it discredits what we're doing and kind of lumps us into a group right away and makes us easily identifiable, but I fully embrace it and 100%. One, because it's just a weaponized nonsense phrase created by the CIA, of course I know this, but everyone automatically knows what I'm speaking about. If I say we're going to talk about conspiracy theories tonight, everyone understands. If I called this night strange ideas and stuff, it wouldn't be as recognizable. And two, it also wouldn't be anywhere near as catchy as conspiracy theories and chill. That's an awesome name. And then B, it's just more efficient for all of the above listed reasons and I need to save as much time as possible. We got a lot we got to do, a lot of information to get out. I don't have a lot of time to explain over and over again what it is we're doing. So right away, everybody understands. It's just the most efficient way to do it. And if you instantly think that stupid tinfoil hat basement dweller, when you hear conspiracy theorists, the fault lies in you, not me. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't garbage and misleading conspiracies out there. Or, or even that there aren't bad actors in the truth community even. What I am saying is I enjoy conspiracy theories. And I like going down different rabbit holes in search of information and connections. Now you dig through a lot of bullshit, yes. But you find a lot of gems along the way as well. And I think you grow mentally along the way by challenging yourself with alternative ideas and information. And in the end, you may disagree. But I feel you learned and grew from the experience. So conspiracies are not only fun, uh, but educational and good for your brain. Allegedly. I'm not a doctor. You know, I don't know if thinking is healthy, but it has always felt good. So I like to think that it is. But without any further adjutes, let's jump right into tonight's video. Tonight, we're going to watch a short original video that I made on Conspiracy Theories and Chill about the Ruby Ridge incident. Now, Ruby Ridge was the location of a violent 11-day standoff in uh, Idaho that began on August 21st of 1992. U.S. Marshals and federal agents illegally invaded the property of the Weaver family. Randy, Vicki, and their five children, as well as Randy's friend Kevin Harris, were present on the Weaver property at the time. And during the 11-day standoff that resulted, the agents... Um, killed Randy's son, Samuel, one of his dogs, 
and shot his wife Vicky in the head from 100 yards away while she was unarmed and holding an infant just standing in her own doorway. And this incident took place right around the same time as another higher profile incident involving severe overreach of government authorities. The incident with the Branch Davidians compound in Waco, Texas is what I'm speaking about. So it didn't get the same amount of attention because Waco kind of overtook it. And over time, the Ruby Ridge incident's kind of been forgotten by many. So I felt it was a good one to revisit and look at and get us started tonight, break the ice. So if you guys are ready, I'm going to get us ready to watch the video tonight. Tonight's video is on Ruby Ridge and I will be right back afterwards to have our conversation about the video and anything else you'd like. It's Conspiracy Theories and Chill on the Sean Yankee Show. Welcome back to Conspiracy Theories and Chill. Thanks for watching. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to our channel. On this episode of Conspiracy Theories and Chill, we are going to discuss the brutal 11-day standoff that happened at Ruby Ridge. Now, this story is not a conspiracy theory, but rather a hidden truth. What we're going to discuss tonight is all real and verifiable, and I encourage you to look it up for yourself. This horrible event that I'm about to describe to you took place in real life in the United States, not a movie. And it is proof that the government can and will infringe on our constitutional rights and use lethal force in doing so. Ruby Ridge is the story of an 11-day armed standoff between a family that was trying to live off the grid and the U.S. government's alphabet agencies, specifically the USMS, the FBI, and the ATF. Now, this story begins with Randy Weaver and his wife, Vicki, who decided to move to the woods of northern Idaho to live and raise their family away from what they considered to be an evil and corrupt society. They wanted to live off of the land and homeschool their children. They wanted to be free to live their lives as they chose. So they started a new life and began to do just that. Randy and Vicki bought 20 acres of land at Ruby Ridge and built a cabin for themselves in the wilderness. They learned to live without electricity and provided food for themselves from hunting and farming their land. The weavers believed that the apocalypse was imminent and that society was evil and going to fail. So they had unplugged from the broken system that they felt was dying off and were living the life that they had chosen for themselves, free and self-sustaining. Now, whether or not you agree with Randy and Vicki Weaver about the state of the world and the coming apocalypse, you should at least be able to agree that they had the right to live as they chose. This is a free country after all, right? That's what I was taught in school. We have freedoms. We have rights. We have protections. Or do we? The Weavers were putting that to the test and were thriving for quite a while. That is until the government took an interest in them. Not long after the government's alphabet agencies took that interest in the Weavers, their life that they had built for themselves and their family ended abruptly. For three members of the Weaver family, Randy's wife, Vicki, 14-year-old son, Samuel, and family dog, Stryker, that end was quite literal as they were all murdered by federal agents 
during the raid of their own property. This happened, and we will go into the details, but let's start with why. Why did these federal agencies target the Weavers? What justified them raiding the Weavers' property? Why did these agents have to use lethal force in the raid, especially in the case of the murder of Vicki Weaver, who was unarmed when killed and holding her infant child in the doorway of her own home? Well, it turns out that all of this started with a court dispute over a land deal and some wild accusations. Randy Weaver and a neighbor had a dispute over a $3,000 land deal, and the neighbor lost his suit against Randy. After not only being defeated in court, but having to pay thousands in damages to the Weavers, the neighbor decided to get revenge by reporting Randy to the U.S. government. The neighbor started a letter-writing campaign to the FBI, the Secret Service, and the local sheriff's office, alleging that Randy Weaver had threatened to kill the Pope, the President, and the Governor of Idaho. This allowed the FBI and other alphabet agencies to categorize Weaver as a person of interest, and they did just that. By the beginning of the next year, the FBI and Secret Service had begun an investigation into the Weavers. The Secret Service was told that Randy Weaver was a member of the Aryan Nation and had a large weapons stash at his property. And the Weavers were interviewed multiple times, but no charges were filed. The Weaver family made attempts to report that they were being harassed and slandered, but no one listened to their complaints, and the poking and prodding of this family by the alphabet agencies continued on. The ATF became interested in Randy through his connection with the Aryan Nation and an informant that they had inside the group. They allege that in October of 1989, Randy sold this informant two sawed-off shotguns. And this was used to go after Randy. And they did arrest him, but after being released on bail, Randy Weaver did not return for trial and a bench warrant was issued on the weapons charges. Now, there are many details in this story that I have left out for the sake of time, but this whole investigation into Randy Weaver was orchestrated and designed. The case against him reeks of entrapment, and they didn't even have a solid case. As far as Randy not appearing for his trial, there are conflicting reasons for that as well, and the biggest reason is that as a survivalist that lived off the land, had no electricity, and lived in the wilderness, Randy was a little hard to get a hold of. So we have a trumped-up case started by gossip and slander against Randy Weaver that somehow his wife is also dragged into, although she hasn't committed a crime. She is a person of extreme interest in the FBI and ATF's investigations and is even considered by the FBI, at least, to be the ringleader of the Weaver clan. But still... How does this lead to a raid and 11-day standoff resulting in multiple deaths? Well, it turns out that they were afraid to arrest Weaver and afraid to enter his property. So they surveilled him by helicopter. And in April of 1992, they alleged that Randy Weaver had shot at their surveillance helicopter. And this led to six over-eager U.S. Marshals, heavily armed and camouflaged, being sent to the Weaver property without a warrant to gather information on the Weaver compound. These marshals entered the property illegally and threw rocks at the cabin, 
to test the dog's reaction. Once they had alarmed the dogs, 14-year-old Samuel Weaver and family friend Kevin Harris came out of the cabin to see what the dog was barking at. And thinking that it was an animal, they headed out to hunt because the cabin was low on meat. When the two emerged from the cabin, the marshals attempted to hide, but the dog found them, and in the ruckus, the agents killed the boy's animal. When this happened, young Samuel fired back, and a firefight began between Kevin, Samuel, and the marshals. Samuel was killed in the exchange, and Kevin was also shot and injured, but not fatally, and he got away after killing a U.S. marshal. Through this exchange, the standoff had begun and all the alphabet agencies rolled into place surrounding the Weaver property and flooding the area. FBI snipers were brought in and deployed in the woods, and one happened upon a clean shot at an unarmed Vicki Weaver in the doorway of her cabin holding her infant child in her arms. This sniper, who was a hundred feet away and had a clear view that Vicki was unarmed, pulled the trigger anyway and blew Vicky's head clean off as she stood in the doorway to her own home holding her baby. Vicki Weaver had committed no crime and was no danger to these men and an innocent bystander to the entire incident. When she was killed, neither Randy or Kevin were even in the cabin and both were taking positions hiding from the agents out in the woods. Vicki Weaver was murdered in cold blood, holding not a gun, but an infant to her breast. Days later, Kevin surrendered, and soon after that, Randy was finally apprehended. But both men were acquitted of all charges, including Kevin, who had killed a U.S. Marshal. The government was found to be at fault, and civil suits were even filed by both Kevin and Randy Weaver, with Kevin finally getting $380,000 in damages and Randy $3.8 million in damages. Since then, this story has been buried and forgotten about, but this is a cautionary tale that cannot be ignored and forgotten. The government is very capable and has committed horrific violations of our rights with the use of their various alphabet agencies. This threat remains, and freedom as we know it is an illusion. The militarization of our police has gotten to extremes, and one day, this can and will all be used against us. Ruby Ridge is a warning to us all that those that are supposedly protecting us can and will be used to persecute us. It's happened before. It will happen again. Spread this hidden truth and help to inform people of what is really happening behind the curtain and what our government is really capable of. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you right here next time on Conspiracy Theories and Chill from me on Things and Stuff. All right, so that was the Ruby Ridge video. Babel's picked that out. She wanted to watch that tonight, and uh, I thought it was a good idea because, look, we're, we're creeping up on some biblical type of demonization of the those type of people like us that don't fall in line they're trying already to label us domestic terrorists under very very vague language and like lee was mentioning during the video 
red flag laws, things like this. They can and will do this. They have done it. They've done horrific things. And we know this. But to anyone who thinks that they're not capable of these kind of things, just show them this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Over $3,000 land deal. The neighbor lost a suit over a $3,000 land deal. And when he lost, he couldn't handle it. So he went and ratted out the, the weavers. Started causing trouble for them. And alphabet agencies, they're always looking for any good patsy to take down. So they took it fixed to him and we all know how it ended. Hey, Aaron, you got a newbie in the house. Hey, Aaron, thank you for commenting. That is a rule that you followed and I appreciate you for doing that. If you're new, the only rule we have here is that you have to say hi. So thank you. And I'm, I'm hoping you're having a good time. This is Conspiracy Theory Night, by the way. We're discussing conspiracy theories. That was the icebreaker video just to get us going. We can talk about absolutely anything. Matter of fact, I would like to hear what your favorite is, Aaron. But any that you guys want to get into. And we're li literally living in one, like Dolores says. So we can talk about that. That video has something to do with what's going on right now. Uh, and, and could be a little bit foreshadowing to our future, but, and we can get into that, but I feel like we talk about that every day. So anything you want, anything, uh, I don't want to even influence your, your decision, what you pick, anything you want to talk about. I'm going to try to go off the comments real heavy tonight. Oh, thank you. This is one of my favorites. This is one of my favorites. This is not an original Sean Yankee show tea, but it is on par with them. Erin says that she's going big since she's a first-time watcher. And she just saw a video before this saying the Dark Fleet is down in Antarctica. Seems like they are setting the stage. Well, there's a lot of shit hidden in Antarctica. Matter of fact, the biggest thing hidden about Antarctica is Antarctica itself. I, mean, I don't think we even understand the truth of what Antarctica is. But the longest-standing treaty in existence is between, I don't remember how many nations, but it involves Antarctica. So the only thing that the whole globe can agree upon is that Antarctica is off limits to corporations and to tourists. And there are certain sections of that continent that you're not allowed in. No one is. And you can't go to the true South Pole. You can't. You can go to a photo op place that they call the South Pole, but you're not allowed to go where the true South Pole would be. There's a lot of Antarctica that's off limits, and it's the longest standing treaty. So that was a very good comment. Michael and Joyce says, just like it says in the Bible, they will be delivering you up thinking that they're helping you. Your neighbors. You know, there was an actress on The Mandalorian, I believe, who was recently canceled out for making that comparison to Nazi Germany. Because this is how it happened. You know, you see this meme traveling around all the time where you, you, you want to know how you would have responded in Nazi Germany. Now you know. It's true. It's true. This shit happens gradual. And it's your neighbors. It's not It's not the, the authorities that started off. It's the society. They'll get society to turn on you. 
Roe thinks that Antarctica is flooded with government researchers and troops and all sorts of people of authority. I can agree with that. But every one of those researchers that she's talking about goes with the previous word. They will all be controlled. They don't allow any independent research of Antarctica or exploration of it. Hey, Ron. You say just stop by to say hi. Got KT's family over, so can't stay, but you can't be late, sir. So if you don't watch this later on, if I don't see some comments from you, um, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'll do. Uh, nothing, probably. But sending out peaceful and good vibes to all of you beautiful peeps. Thank you, Ron. Thank you for stopping by. I appreciate that. You got family over. You didn't have to do that. I appreciate it. Aaron says extreme overreach. They will always be at fault. Defensive preservation of self or property is covered by natural law. Always stand your ground. Good advice. But like I said, it's conspiracy theories and chill night. We watched the Ruby Ridge video. We can talk about that. If you, if you have questions about Ruby Ridge, let me know. If you want to talk about a different conspiracy theory, let me know. But I've got some exciting news. I am going to be able to get this Tesla video done. I finally figured it out. That clicked in my head today, too. Two things clicked in my head today. Um, this is off topic. It's not conspiracy related, but I wanted to tell you about it. I figured out the cartoon. I had a problem with the creation of the cartoon, you know, as far as the stories go and scripts and things like that and fleshing it out. I couldn't figure out how I fit in. So I have this idea for a cartoon, Secret Life of the Peeps, you guys, you know, when you, the regulars around here, once I get to know you and I, I feel like I know you, I make up a personality for you and you live in my head because I have an overactive imagination. So I, I wanted to do something with that. So I thought we'd do a cartoon. That has been my idea. I've been working on that, but I couldn't figure out how to work me into it. I have all kinds of great ideas for you guys, but I couldn't figure out how to put me in it. I finally figured it out. It finally clicked for me. So now all I need is somebody smart, somebody that already knows how to use an animation program or somebody that can teach me how to use an animation program and I can get this shit off the ground. We can start making little episodes. I figured it out. Listen, I'm going to pitch it to you like you're a bunch of network execs because you're my boss. I don't know whether I'm in a coma or in an insane asylum, but this entire world with the Yankee peeps. It's all happening in my head. So I'm in that world. Somehow I find myself in that world and everyone knows me. Everyone recognizes me everywhere I go. Hey, Sean, but I have no idea what the fuck's going on here. This is not, I don't recognize anything. I don't fit in. It's clear. I don't belong here. And everybody knows me. All right. Everybody's friendly with me. And every time I start a conversation with anybody, it's like I've known them my whole life, all right? But they also know that I don't belong here, you know? And it takes a few episodes for us to figure it out, but they realize that I am from the real world. They are from the imagination world. I'm from the real world. So then our whole mission will be trying to get me back to reality. Kind of like how Fry's from the past on Futurama 
it's not the whole point of the show, but it's always in the background. It would be in the background. I don't know that we'd ever get me back to reality, but we think, did that make sense? I figured out how to put me in your world. I never fit because I'm not peep. I'm the background of what's going on while you guys are, are living out your lives. So I thought it's neat and it's, it's multi-layered because not only am I I'm, I'm there and I'm involved, but I never really interact with your world. Like I can't affect it. You're, you're superheroes, like cartoon characters. You, you can do anything. You can take infinite damage. You can turn into different people. And you're, you live in an imagination, so you're limitless. But I'm limited by reality's rules. So like there may be times when y'all take off and fly and I can't. Shit like that. Get it? I think it'll be really neat. And the other thing that clicked, how to finish this damn Tesla video. We did a poll. Now, Joan thinks I should not do any more conspiracy theory polls. She thinks this is a mistake, choosing the topics by polls, that I'm making the topics too hard because you guys are monsters with these. But Top Fan put Tesla and the New Yorker Hotel on the poll, and it won. So it's a double conspiracy, and it's super complicated, and I have to try to prove a really difficult theory in the, in the midst of it as well. Uh, a difficult theory to prove anyway. Figured out how to get it done. And I got started on it today. I made a good dent in part one, but I broke it up into four pieces. So we're going to break it up into four pieces and do it over the course of a month. And every week we'll break down a little piece, a chunk of what will end up being a 30 minute video. How's that? Lolly likes the peep cartoon idea. I think it's great. I finally figured it out, so now I can start writing. Gerard wants to know who is the head honcho in Anarka. Sorry, I have a good friend, Lee Houston. He introduced me to you. First off, don't ever be sorry for participating in the conversation here. Uh, that's exactly what we do. So you were right on with doing that. And you managed to follow our only rule, which is you must participate. So double right. And who's the head honcho in Antarctica? And probably the same head honcho everywhere. The bloodlines and the top of the pyramid. I, I don't like when we get to the point where we're putting names on it because that's a real good way for other people to start poking holes because who knows what they call themselves. But if you follow the money all the way to the top, you know, your ultimate bloodlines that have been running things for thousands of years. Ultimately them. Whatever you want to call them. Jessica says her father, the helicopter pilot, discovered a small island in Anarka. I wish you were still alive because I have so many questions. Admiral Burt led a huge operation, Operation High Jump, to Antarctica and spoke a lot about things that he discovered there many things including hidden land things like islands things like lush green areas as well as portals to the inside of the earth this man was a highly respected admiral led a huge mission to antarctica was very trusted no whack job and and lolly likes the four-parter I think that's a good idea. And I think if that works out, that'll be good. Because then that way, a lot of times, 
you know, it's hard this night sometimes for me to use the comment section. It's really hard because I'll always say, tell me your favorite conspiracy theory. So a lot of people do. And then we can't get on a topic. So this will keep us on a topic for like four weeks. And I think we might learn something. I hope. I hope I gave you a decent answer, man. It didn't feel like a good answer. But you know you know what I mean, right? When when you start naming them, then it, it, it all gets sketchy. Because I don't know. That's, that's our, another big philosophy around here. Is that you could just about squeeze everything I don't know in the Grand Canyon. I, I, I'm fully aware that most things are hidden from me. And then a lot of things I can't even perceive or understand. So... But I always do try to do my best to give you a decent answer to your questions. Samuel said, Emerald Bird had footage of mastodons beyond the boundaries of Antarctica. There's amazing things in Bird's journals. And there's amazing things you can still look up. They haven't wiped it away. Interviews with Admiral Bird. Where he talks about these things. And talks about there being vast amounts of resources there. Which, for some reason, have been left untapped. To this day, you know. Diane said there was a movie in theaters in the 40s about the North Pole, but it's never been heard or seen again. Joan asked if I think they will start going... After off-gridders like Ruby Ridge, if too many people start trying to do it, there's already laws against not having public utilities in many places and against living in unapproved shelters. They will absolutely go after off-gridders. Yes. And you have to wonder, you know, because they got discovered on the land. That's what popped this off. They weren't officially ready to raid him. In fact, they were afraid to raid him. They were lurking on his property, throwing rocks at the house, trying to see if they could stir up some shit. These were some overreaching agents trying to get some action going, I guess. But how often do you have agents in the woods if you're an off-grid person or if you've completely pulled yourself out? How often are you being watched and you have no idea? There was tons of surveillance going on of Weaver's property for years, and, and they didn't know. Why would they know? They didn't even have a telephone. Paul said the bird sent the flight missions over the ice wall and the planes just evaporated. He literally called it the firmament. They would disappear into nothing. And it wasn't just Admiral Byrd talking about it. His men talked about it. Rose said that she thinks cavernous areas can create their own ecosystem. Was that in reference to the hole in the earth Admiral Byrd claims to have flown into? I don't know if that's true of everyone. I know I do. I think better out loud. But I also have very good conversations inside my head. I've, I've always been fantastic at talking to myself. And I'm not ashamed of it. Because it does help me think. 
It really does. But if you guys will excuse me for just a moment, I have to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more show. This is the Sean Yankee Show, and it's Conspiracy Theories and Chill Night. So there's more to come. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right. I didn't need the full amount of time, so I wasn't going to make you suffer through that. But uh, like I said, we got a lot more show to go. Hopefully you got your drink and everything you need for the rest of this. Looks like Lee got his popcorn ready, extra salty. Right on. Right on. Jessica says she's very distracted by the chemtrails overhead at the moment in Michigan. Bye-bye, blue skies. Everybody in this room knows that they do spray us, right? Chemtrails are real. Everyone here understands, right? If, if there's someone here that thinks that what I just said is bullshit, please tell me, and we will not swarm you. We will inform you. That's what we do here. This is a friendly place. We want you to learn. They're spraying the shit out of us. It's demonstrable. Uh, why don't people look up ever? Why is that? It just shows you how oblivious to reality most people are. You can paint the fucking sky and no one will notice. The fucking sky, yo. Everybody's got their head down, buried so far up their ass they can't see a thing. You can checkerboard the sky and that shit spreads out into a fucking veil that just blocks out all natural light and you can do that every day and no one will notice and everybody will think it's normal here too Aaron says it's like a checkerboard overhead around here some days here too and look we're not idiots there are contrails contrails are naturally occurring contrails and chemtrails are two different things for any gaslighting idiots out there hearing me and they want to say, oh, no, they're not. No, they're not. The, the ones that go away are naturally occurring. The ones that spread out and just get stronger and stronger over the course of the day and become a huge just haze in the sky. That's not natural. That's not natural. And and if you look hard enough, really just ain't that hard. You can find out that NASA speaks about this. Bill Gates speaks about this. All kinds of organizations speak about already doing this on a regular basis. You'll even hear them say it on the news accidentally sometimes. 
Then on the other side of the mouth, they say they're not doing it. And then they call us conspiracy theorists for saying it. So then anybody that does happen to look up and go, wow, that is a little weird. I could totally play tic-tac-toe in the sky. Just goes, ah, I'm no nutty conspiracy theorist, though. That's natural. I've heard this, too. I, I don't know. I, I would be lying if I said I knew what they're spraying us with. They are spraying us. I know that for sure. And I know it's heavy in metals. The people that are testing this stuff, like Ro, she tests snow. Ron also tests his snow. And um, a lady I used to follow, Claudia Stauber, does a lot of tests and on snow and things like this from rainwater. So they're finding a lot of metal. Barium, aluminum, I think, are two of the big ones that show up a lot. But God knows what Monsanto and Bill Gates are poisoning us with. Hundred percent. She is a hundred percent right. She said, "If you're not a conspiracy theorist, you are not paying attention." That's why I am not in the least bit deterred by that label. Not even a little bit. Not at all. I embrace that label. Because you can either understand history or you can trust the state. You can't do both. And right now, everybody's trusting the state because they don't understand history. We're conspiracy theorists because we pay attention. That's it. We ain't special. We've, we know how to think. Maybe we are special because a lot of people don't know how to do that. But we have this ability to form our own opinions and thoughts. And when you learn from history, you can avoid repeating it. But if you refuse to learn from it, it will repeat itself over and over and over again. But these people, these people that defend the system, that fight to defend the system, they think they're the most intelligent. And a lot of them have a ton of, of indoctrination driving that home. You know, the more diplomas on their wall, the more indoctrinated they are. The more bought into this system. This system that is built, literally built and designed to break you and make it to where you can't think for yourself. We don't have an education system in this country. We have an indoctrination system. And this quote from George Carlin uh, very prolific, very smart, very, very great comedian. Just a great man. He was a great writer. His books are great. He says, here's a bumper sticker I'd like to see. We are the proud parents of a child who has resisted his teacher's attempts to break his spirit and bend him to the will of his corporate masters. So, yeah, I guess we are special. Because we think. We have the ability to think. And as a result, we end up not being able to relate to regular people. The masses, the sheep, 
whatever you want to call them, the doomed. Paul says, leave the dead to bury the dead. We don't need them. We don't. But they are our enemy. So stupid needs to become uncomfortable. But like, like, uh, like she was saying, if you're not a conspiracy theorist, you're not paying attention. It's all out there. It's all right in your face. This is a great example of it. it. Has nothing to do with what we're currently talking about. But it just happened to be the next picture in the slideshow. And it's true. Everything on this meme is true. But if you go look at my page, people are freaking out. All this says is this is a fake image. And it absolutely is. This is the famous blue marble picture of the earth. 100% fake. You've never seen a real picture of the earth, it says up there in the corner. You haven't, ever. And you've only seen about, what, eight or nine fake ones. And then at the bottom left, it says, please fact check this for yourself. And bottom right, it says NASA lies. Everything on this image is true. People are losing their shit about it and they think I'm crazy. Which doesn't matter because they don't think. They've been told I'm crazy. So that's a better way to say it. They're, they're regurgitating that I'm crazy because they've been told that people that would say things like that are insane. And the reason they've been told that is to reinforce the concept that you should not ever think for yourself. Hey, Sean. Glad to see you could make it. Gerard says, did anyone hear about a nuke leak in China? A friend told me at work, maybe shift to West Coast. I had not heard of this. Has anybody else? Lolly or Helen. Helen's here on YouTube. Helen, if, if you uh, know, Helen's a beast. News beast. We said there's nothing wrong with being a sheep, but then it's very important who your shepherd is. Well, who's their shepherd? You know what I mean. They've, they've sold their souls to the evil system. Rose said all organizations are linked into each other. It's not leaving all your eggs in one basket. Mars is in Nevada. And uh, Paul, where was the photographer from? Where did they, there was a photographer and these latest Mars pictures that they've been putting out, they stole them, outright stole them from a photographer. And I forget the location, but it's here on Earth. And they straight took his pictures and didn't even doctor them. And they got exposed and you barely heard about it in the media. And they're still selling those office pictures of Mars. They ain't shit on Mars. Nothing. You can't go to Mars. You can't go to the moon. You've never been there. It's bullshit. NASA lies. It's all they do is lie. Their entire purpose is to lie. That has been since the very beginning. You know, even if even if you want to say, okay, they explore space and they explore uh, outer space and shit like that, they do that stuff, Sean. They do. All right. They might, but NASA don't. NASA's never been about that. NASA's propaganda and bullshit. There's a secret space program. But outer space ain't what you think it is. 
not the people in this room. Again, I was I was getting worked up. And whenever I get worked up, I'm talking to the dummies. It's not what you think it is. Outer space, you wouldn't even understand it. The Israeli prime minister, not the Israeli prime minister, my bad. The Israeli uh, space chief, head of their space program, whatever, came out just recently, because you know disclosure's coming, and said that the aliens have actually been here a really long time. They just don't want us to tell humanity because humanity wouldn't even understand what outer space is. No, you can't. And NASA's very open about this. You know, and I've had a lot of people debate me about this, about the moon. And they will shit all over me saying NASA can't get through the Van Allen belts, but they don't have nothing to say when you show them NASA saying it. Then they're like, well, uh, they were able to get through a certain section because they did give you a bullshit answer during the Apollo missions of how they did it. They did not ever do it. Right now they're talking about how they can't even get equipment through it. But they sent people through it over and over and over again. Okay, it was the African desert where no man had ever been before. And then NASA stole his pictures and sold them off as pictures of Mars. This is true. And they were exposed, but it was barely covered in the media. Well, Lee, a lot of times I'm trying to be entertaining. I'm so damn mellow that a lot of times if something kind of gets me a little bit, I'll try to go with it so that it pumps up some energy in the room because, you know, I don't want to put you guys to sleep. A lot of times when I'm talking, I'll put Baba straight to sleep. Rose says now it's SpaceX. Elon Musk funded this last one. Perseverance rovers are there. No. They are absolutely not. Elon Musk is running another hustle. He ain't going to no moon. Ain't nobody ever been to a moon ever. It's fake, 100%. And I would out, I would debate you anytime. Any proof you want to bring to the table, I would gladly look at it. I only ask that you open-mindedly look at what I bring to the table. I can prove to you without a shadow of a doubt that NASA is completely fake. Hundred percent. But this is exciting. Somebody thinks that Mars has a rover on it. Aaron says the moon may be plasma. I don't know what it's made of, but I'm I'm convinced that it's nothing more than a light source. Which is what Mars is. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, there there is opinion. This is not one of those instances, though. This is not opinion. If you want to boil it down to something easy to put a tack in, just so we can pick a topic, and uh, please feel free to send me anything that proves that I'm wrong about this, and I would direct you to my video. So this is how we'll get this done. We won't. I won't spend any more time on it. Watch my video. Man has never been to the moon. And then I'll look at anything you send to me. And if you can dispute the points made in my video in an effective way, and I can dispute your claims, maybe we can have an intelligent conversation about this. And I can show you that it is much more than opinion and heavily backed by fact. Always, 100%.
And yes, if you're having trouble with the feed, go back out and come back in. Usually always fixes it. Play the moon video right now. You want to watch it? Okay, look, I need more than one vote for the moon video in order to play it. Because it's a 30-minute video, Paul. Does everybody else have 30 minutes? Because if you're not going to hang out and watch the video for a full 30 minutes, it's a long one. We can do that if you want. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll set a limit. If we get seven yes votes for the moon video, seven, we'll watch it. But I don't know that we want to spend a whole another half hour on that. But if, if Roe will stay and watch it, that would be a vote that would count big. If you'll stay and watch the video and then let me know what you think about it, I would definitely be open to playing it. Because absolutely everybody wants to see it. And all I'm waiting on is Roe. While I wait to see if Roe would stick around and watch it, let me see if I have access to it over here, if I have to get it from Gab. Guys, because I did something stupid today. While I'm looking for this, I'm going to tell you what I did. I was clearing out a lot of files on my computer because I've been trying to do something about how glitchy as we've been. We've been, we've been glitchy as shit lately. And uh, I'm trying to do something about that. But I deleted a ton of files. Well, I had a lot of my videos in folders. And I deleted the entire folder that had my conspiracy theories and chill video in it, videos in it. And that would have been okay if I didn't also delete my recycling bin. So it's completely gone now. And I didn't have them backed up on a, on a hard file. So everything that I don't already have on Gab is gone. So right now I'm looking for the moon video on Gab. It's a little harder to find videos on Gab TV. You can search them by name. But with this one and a couple other ones, I run into the problem that there's already a lot of moon videos. So I come up low in the search results, unfortunately. Right here, I finally found it. So, okay, I've got the video ready. If you guys are ready, I'll bring the screen share back in and we'll watch this moon video because I definitely got enough votes. And let me see if Rose going to stay. I'll watch it. Never turn down Samuel Robom's Flat Earth once too. All right, she's going to watch the video. You guys are ready. Here we go. This is my video on man has never been to the moon from the Sean Yankee show. And we'll be back to talk after the video. Stick around, Ro. I want to hear from you what you think. Today on Conspiracy Theories and Chill, we're going to talk about the moon landings. According to NASA and science books, we went to the moon seven times and landed on it six times between 1969 and 1972. While we were up there, we planted flags. We walked around and jumped up and down on it and took pictures. On later missions, we rode around in dune buggies. Hell, we even played a little golf while we were on it. We were exceptionally successful in our moon expeditions. In fact, only one mission failed. Tom Hanks made a movie about it called Apollo 13. But all astronauts on all missions survived the trips, and six out of seven missions landed safely on the surface of the moon. Now, those are very impressive stats, even for top-notch science and aviation pros like NASA. Out of the seven missions, you have a 100% survival rate and an impressive 85% overall success rate? 
Wow. That's a cool story, bro. Sorry, though. I just don't buy it. I don't believe we've ever went to the moon, much less landed on it. I don't think we could have done it back then, and I don't think we could do it today. I think they faked it, and I think it's obvious. Maybe not back in the late 60s and early 70s. That shit was fuzzy and cool looking on them little bitty ass TVs. But today, looking back, the moon landing footage is laughable. Better television screens and computers have cleared up the images, examined them, and found them to be fraudulent. In this video, I'm going to show you why I say that. Another big reason that I don't believe that we've ever been to the moon is because NASA says that we can't do it today. 50 plus years later, with 50 years more advancement in technology and 50 years more research done by NASA scientists and engineers, and we can't do it again, why not? We should be able to do it easy. We should be able to drill for oil on that rock if we wanted to. How come we can't do that? Well, for one, NASA says that they lost the trajectory data necessary for the journey. Go to the moon in a nanosecond. Uh, the problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology and uh, it's a painful process to build it back again. That's right. You heard the astronaut. They just destroyed all the data from the most important accomplishments of mankind. That's a whole seven missions and more than three years worth of data, mind you. That's a whole lot of data to just lose, but I guess shit happens, right? Nah, I'm calling bullshit on that one too. If I lost two homework assignments in school with that same excuse, my teacher would have called bullshit on me too, and rightfully so. You don't just lose data that is that important and historical. Then there's the fact that NASA also claims that we can't send humans through the Van Allen radiation belts today, but that we could do it safely back in the 77 times. Listen to this guy from NASA talk about how we can't get through the Van Allen radiation belts. We are headed 3,600 miles above Earth, 15 times higher from the planet than the International Space Station. As we get further away from Earth, we'll pass through the Van Allen belts, an area of dangerous radiation. Radiation like this could harm the guidance systems, onboard computers, or other electronics on Orion. Naturally, we have to pass through this danger zone twice, once up and once back. But Orion has protection. Shielding will be put to the test as the vehicle cuts through the waves of radiation. Sensors aboard will record radiation levels for scientists to study. We must solve these challenges before we send people through this region of space. Again, really cool story, but the phone in my pocket today is more advanced than the computers NASA were using in the 70s. Everything is more advanced today than it was 50 years ago. You don't think space travel technology has advanced in 50 years? If you could do something and do it so well so long ago, why can't you do it again? Why can't you even go outside a low Earth orbit? It makes no sense to me unless you never could do it to begin with. Now let's talk more about the problems with the moon footage. There are many problems with the moon footage as well as the pictures that were taken on the moon missions. Some are proven to be outright fakes. Center of the uh, Earth is viewed from the spacecraft in uh, the uh, eastern Pacific Ocean. 
We have not been able to visually pick up the uh, Hawaiian Island chain, but we can clearly see the western coast of North America, uh, the United States, the San Joaquin Valley, the, the uh, High Sierras, uh, Baja California, and Mexico down uh, as far as Acapulco and uh, the Yucatan Peninsula, and you can see on through Central America to the and northern coast of South America, Venezuela, and Colombia. I'm not sure you'll be able to see all that uh, on uh, your screens down there. That was Neil Armstrong describing a shot of the Earth from halfway to the moon. Now let me show you the clip of them faking that shot from low Earth orbit. Here they discuss that these television transmissions were in fact not broadcast live as everyone believed. They were first screened and edited for playback later. All right, Janine, we just wanted a narrative such a weekend when we get the playback, we can sort of correlate what we're saying. Thank you very much. Here they discuss the fact that they have turned out the lights and have blocked out sunlight from entering the spacecraft through the other windows as to not cause any reflected light to fall onto the spacecraft's wall in the foreground. Okay, very good. Well, we shut out the sun coming in some of the other windows into the spacecraft, so uh, it's looking through a... Uh, the uh, number one window under it, any uh, reflected light. The reason this was done is so that the truth of the matter would not be revealed. It is this. Though the federal government would have you believe that this is a view of Earth from a distance out of the spacecraft's window as it nears the moon, it is not. What they have ingeniously done is placed the camera at the back of the spacecraft and centered the lens on a circular window in the foreground outside of which it is completely filled with the Earth in low orbit. The circumference of the window then appears to be the diameter of the Earth at a distance, with the darkened walls of the spacecraft appearing to be the blackness of space around it. That is why they wanted the interior dark and blocked out the sun from entering through the other windows. Here you can see the extruded window, probably two inches thick at the bottom, this is because the Earth's shine is coming in at a downward angle. It also causes the Earth to appear to be an irregularly shaped circle, for you are seeing the outside of the window at the bottom and the inside of the window at the top, which together form two different sized halves of a circle. Subsequently, this take was never used. As they perfected the shot, a crescent-shaped piece of black material was inset slightly into the window to create the illusion of the Earth's terminator line dividing night and day. It is uncannily convincing. During this segment, intended to be edited and played back later for the worldwide television audience, dated July 18, 1969, Neil Armstrong condemns himself as he states that he is 130,000 miles out or halfway to the moon, as the NASA flight log also states on this date, when he is in reality in low Earth orbit of a few hundred miles. Roger, Houston, Apollo 11. Calling in from about 130,000 miles out. Here, during another segment, also intended to air after review, Neil Armstrong falsely explains to the viewers how the shot is attained by putting the camera's lens to the window's glass, as it would have to be if they were the claimed distance away from the Earth. We only have one uh, window that uh, has a view of the Earth, and it's filled up with a TV camera. If the window was 
completely filled up with a TV camera, as he stated, then an astronaut's arm would not be able to get between the camera and the window, as it obviously does here in this outtake. South America becomes invisible just beyond the Terminator or inside the shadow. You can also notice how the astronaut operating the camera reacted to the mistake by attempting to pan away from it. This is a segment that they believed wasn't even being recorded, much less suitable for broadcast, for the lens was being zoomed out and the scene was being changed to that of an interior of the astronauts at work and apparently the stop button popped back up on the recorder without notice. Here is the diffused work light that they used to see camera controls, but not throw light onto the spacecraft's wall. Here they remove part of the crescent insert. Finally, the iris is opened up and you can see the real location of the camera and the very bright and near Earth out the window. Here is the slate for the 19th of July and the same shot of trickery on the 19th of July and then the 20th and the same misleading shot on the 20th. Later that evening, they were said to be walking on the moon. How can this be when they were in Earth orbit only nine hours earlier and the moon is some three days journey away? Furthermore, if they genuinely went to the moon, why would they be faking any part of it? Why this trickery with the window? By faking being halfway to the moon, it becomes apparent that they did so because they could not even go halfway. I have to agree with her. There are also pictures with prop markings on rocks like this picture here where you can see the sea on this rock from the moon. In the moon landing footage, the astronauts seem to be on wires and a lot of times just appear to be being filmed in slow motion. Astronauts moving in slow motion is another hallmark of the Apollo TV footage. There is no evidence at all of any astronaut making a leap or a jump anywhere near a height commensurate with 1-6G possibilities. But if they were actually simulating EVAs on Earth, they would then need help with their bulky heavyweight suits and backpacks in order to achieve the visual effect of moving around easily in lunar gravity. So enter wire supports. This is a tried and tested way of relieving weight from performers or even flying an actor. Confirmation that wires were used is in the detail. Here in this Apollo 14 footage, you can see a ping, a momentary glint. And again, run slowly. And once more. There are other examples too. This one is from Apollo 17 during the flag scene. You can see the ping at the top of the frame. In this footage from Apollo 16, we have telltale evidence for slightly floating or dangling effect at the jump salute location. It's as if the weight is being taken off the astronaut's feet just a second or so too soon. Compare that sequence with an obvious rehearsal rig. 
the dangling effect is very evident. And here again, from the same mission, Apollo 16, we have an astronaut who is about to get up. Let me give you a hand, he says. Look at it again. The astronaut is getting up with the wire taking the weight, relieving him of five-sixths of the Earth's gravity. A magic trick? No, just the help of a wireman. This is a slow-motion jump that would have been seen live on TV. And here it is at normal speed. The well-rehearsed, pre-recorded material was apparently slowed down by 50% when we saw it on TV. And yes, we've done the necessary work to establish that percentage. Then you've got all kinds of other problems with the photos on the moon, like shadows going both ways, uh, videos of flags waving without wind. Evidence of Photoshop is also rampant in some of the photos taken on the moon. Now we have also got to talk about the lunar lander. I mean, look at this thing. This looks like I made it with a $100 budget out of crap from Hobby Lobby. This paper mache looking crap landed two guys on the moon and got them back up off the surface of the moon to regroup with the orbiter and return safely home. This taped together paper and aluminum foil lander did all of that. In my humble opinion, the footage and photos and that lander for that matter are all fake. So they're at least lying about that much. But I think it's the whole thing. Some people think they just faked the footage because they had to for some reason. But they think that we still went to the moon. Not me, though. I think that they realized it couldn't be done and just decided to fake it. I think that NASA is just a front and a money pit and that their version of space is just a stage production that they produce to justify their budget. Basically, I think NASA is nothing more than entertainment masquerading as truth while laundering huge amounts of money. People think that it's crazy to think that. I mean, you must be Looney Tunes if you believe that NASA fakes seven moon missions. Thousands of people work for NASA. You can't keep more than three people quiet. How are you going to control that many liars? Well, first, you don't have to. Not all of them are even liars. It's called compartmentalization. Think about it your own job. Does your boss tell you every little thing or just what you need to know to do your job? It's like that, but on a larger and more military scale. Only the tippy-top people of that pyramid have the true knowledge of what's going on. Everyone under them are just drones on task to keep busy. Most of them are very well paid and don't question any of what they're doing there. They just do their jobs and clock out and go home just like you do. It's not like a huge project hasn't ever been done in secret before. The people working on the atomic bomb had no idea they were building the atomic bomb. You control the lie by controlling who knows the whole truth. Then you own those few people, whether you own their loyalty through secret societies or by blackmail of some kind. Now you're only talking about a handful of people knowing the truth, and these people aren't the type to do any talking. Some don't talk with words, but with their behavior and body language, like Neil Armstrong, who just acted really weird and avoided talking about going to the moon at all. He just stayed away from the public eye and was mostly just an angry, drunk recluse for most of his life. Watch him in this press conference right after getting back from doing the coolest shit ever done by man. At this time, I'd like to introduce the Apollo 11 crew. 
Astronauts Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins, Edwin Aldrin. Neil? It was our pleasure to have participated in one great adventure. It's an adventure that took place not just in the month of July, but rather one that took place in the last decade. We all here and the people listening in today had the opportunity to share that adventure over its developing and unfolding in the past months and years. It's our privilege today to share with you some of the details of that final month of July that was certainly the highlight for the three of us of, of that decade. We're going to divert a little bit from the format of past press conferences and talk about the things that interested us most, in particular the, the uh, things that occurred on and about the moon. We will use a number of films and, and slides, which most of you have already seen. And with the intent of, of pointing out some of the things that we observed on the, the spot, which may not be obvious to, to those of you who are, who are uh, looking at them here from the surf surface of Earth. flight, as you know, started promptly. And I think that was characteristic of, of all the events of the flight. The Saturn gave us one magnificent ride, both into Earth orbit and on a trajectory to the moon. Our Our memory of that actually differs little from the reports that you have all heard from the, from those previous Saturn V flights, and and those the, the previous flights served us well in preparation for this flight in, in the boost as well as the, the subsequent phases. I'll. We would like to, to skip directly to uh, the translunar coast phase and... Those didn't look like guys who just got back from walking on the moon to me. They look like uncomfortable people being forced to lie at a press conference is what they look like. I don't know why they're lying. I just know in my gut that they are. And I'm no body language expert, but with these postures and behaviors, I don't think you need to be. The best we can even do today is low Earth orbit. That's as far out into space as we can go because of the Van Allen radiation belts. As you heard the nice engineer from NASA say very clearly earlier in this video, we cannot yet send humans through this region of space is how I believe he phrased it. We have supposedly done it seven times at least. 
But if, as you heard from NASA's astronaut Don Petit, they also destroyed that data. So they can't figure it out again today. They'd like to, but as he said, it'd be a painful, difficult process to build it back up. And with funding being cut to NASA, I doubt they'll be getting us through the Van Allen Belt problem anytime soon. But maybe the private sector, maybe Elon Musk and SpaceX could do it. Maybe, one day, but I doubt it. There's problems with SpaceX as well, but that's a tale for another time. After hearing all of this, especially if it's for the first time, you're going to fall into one of two camps. Those who will just dismiss it, and those who will dig a little deeper into it on their own. And that's the camp that I make videos for. And if that's you, and you enjoyed this video, please share it and help spread the truth. Well, until next time, this has been Conspiracy Theories and Chill. Thanks for watching. While you're here, remember to subscribe to our channel for more videos and click the bell. All right, so that was the moon video. Man has never been to the moon. That was an original Sean Yankee Show video. At that time, we were called me on things and stuff. Is Rose still with us? I wasn't seeing very many comments during the video from Roe, but that could have been just her taking notes, taking time to take it in. I really want to hear what she thinks. Paul missed it. You didn't take proper advantage of the commercial break, sir. You were supposed to take full advantage of that commercial break. You know, you're going to get those more and more often because I'm getting old. I'm past 45 now, so every once in a while I might need to take a little commercial break. When you see that, as a fellow older guy, you better jump on it. Well, you know, they all lived good lives, you know. But it was very hard on all of them. There was a guy, a researcher, who was going around and doing uh, where he would go and ask them to, to swear on a Bible, to ask these astronauts to swear on a Bible that they'd been to the moon. First off, no one would do it. And they would get angry. Uh, Buzz Aldrin punched him in the face. Yeah. And you could defend that with, oh, they're just mad because he's a, he's de, he's de attacking the biggest accomplishment of mankind and calling them a liar to their face. Well, why wouldn't you just lay your hand on the Bible and say, I swear to God, I landed on the moon. Why don't you just do that? I shut him up. I shut him up right then. Bam. I walked on the moon. None of them would do it. Not a one. Okay, Rose's still here. And Sean's 100% right. I'm not going to babble on. I want to hear what you thought. I want to hear what you thought. Gerard says the interview at the end tells it all. It really does. If you watch the body language and then watch their faces and just watch how destroyed and devastated they all look, it's very clear. Then there's the faked image of how far away from the earth they actually were and that they used that image in the press for the next two days. Why not different images? Why the same fake, by the way, image for two more days? A lot of questions. I don't usually get a lot of good answers. But the last time we did this experiment, we played this video for Carrie. 
he went and looked into it. He fell into the group that I talk about at the end that will actually look at it for themselves. I'd like to know where he stands now and what he's found. Because I know this for a fact, this much. Nothing that I say right now will get through until you're ready for it to. Until you're ready to look for yourself. You never can find anything, whether you're talking about car keys or the truth. You got to be open and ready. Aaron says there is a loan. Wait, there's a loan on that looks like it could be in front of the Senate. They won't even look up from the tables in front of them. Okay, Rose says she's thinking too many UFOs. And if you've looked into the CIA files. Yeah. Well, they, they know about UFOs, but and I, I admit that there are UFOs. They've known about UFOs for a long time. Is something you learned from the CIA files as well. But did you also pick up all of the talk about inner, inner um, dimensional travel from those same CIA files? And also from some FBI leaks that have been happening. A lot of disclosure coming. They're going to have a disclosure event soon. There's been UFOs forever. They know what they are. A lot of it is secret technology. It's being tested, but some of it is organic, but it's interdimensional travel that you're seeing. There's not any evidence. This it may sound like a big statement, but really, if you can show me any, I would love to see it. There's not any evidence of an outer space. Every bit of evidence that you or anyone else has ever been able to point me at is cartoon CGI. There's no real evidence or proof of anything going on out in space or evidence or proof that we can get there. I don't know what that's in reference to. If you if you make it a little clearer, I'll try and answer. But that was my answer about the UFO files. Is there any other point you would like to counter from the video? Oh, then totally no stuff we don't. 100%. That upsets Ro. Paul, she doesn't want to talk about that. That's not what we're talking about right now. And I promise you I won't watch that video. Right, Lee? They're here from before we were. And then off matter space, from different dimensions. They go in and out of the veil. They're able to travel through pieces of reality we can't even begin to understand. We wouldn't understand what outer space is because we think it's fictional land like Star Wars where we travel on spaceships and go into hyperdrive. And, you know, it's all magical and mystical. And we fly around and... And then think about how ridiculous the whole tale of outer space is to begin with. Nothing exploded nowhere and created everything. And then all of that is just running around aimlessly through nothing, infinitely recreating itself. It's a horror story. And it's it's very fragile story. It's It's got more holes in it than the official story of 9-11. Outer space in general. 
Aaron thinks CERN might be a Stargate. I've heard that a lot. And then, Bama, come here. Get over here where I can see you. I'm sorry. Bayless is at her mom and dad's. And uh, my dog is not allowed in here in the bedroom. And why aren't you allowed in here, Bama? You want to tell everybody why you're not allowed in here? She likes to pee on the bed. Don't you? When you're being ignored. Little drama queen. Yeah. And she does it on Babel's side. So I get in a shit ton of trouble. So I got to watch her real close. I can't leave her out in the house by herself. She is a drama queen. And when she's being ignored, she wants attention. Paul says outer space is a super highway for time travelers. That's closer than, you know, uh, a playground for NASA scientists. That is way closer to truth than than uh, outer space is a playground for NASA dreamers and, and, and reachers for the stars. There's nothing but a lot of disappointment for anybody that has ambitions of going into outer space. What you think outer space is anyway. And especially if they plan to do it at NASA. Aaron said he pieced a similar conclusion. NASA be faking field of realms or dimensions makes more sense with the extraterrestrial findings and lizard people. It 100% makes more sense. Think of how ridiculous it is to be flying through space at thousands of miles an hour, chasing the sun, spinning around the sun rather, and, and spinning yourself at thousands of miles an hour, although no movement is perceived at all ever all this is going on and like i said through an endless ever expanding galaxy so the when you look at it from real far out picture to the point where you build to see all the planets and everything you're literally nothing nothing but an insignificant speck of dust and that's what the whole story is there to convince you of still your worth and that's why they do it they have a real space program and a fake space program the real space program ain't going into outer space neither. All right. She's fussing and dragging blankets off the bed. I'm excited because I wanted to talk to Roe. But look, I'm going to be doing a rewatch. I always rewatch. Me and Joan, every night, we rewatch this show. And when we're lucky, sometimes Lee hangs out. And if you guys want to hang out, man... I'm thinking about doing something, figuring some way out for us to watch it back together. Because I watch it every night. This is all new to me at the end. And I got to learn from it. But uh, I got to get this dog out. She's smelling. No, come here, Bama. Get over here. Get over here where I can see you till I can wrap the, the show. Come here. Hey. Hey. I didn't say stop and scratch. I said get over here where I can see you. All right. Anyways, tomorrow is rant night. I apologize for having to end so quickly. I wanted to sit and talk. Rose says my video didn't convince her of anything. Well, that's unfortunate. But like I said, please, I will I will be participating in the comments. And if I see some of yours, I will I will try to have a conversation with you about this further. But uh, thanks for watching, guys, and exploring conspiracy theories with me and hanging out. And uh, tomorrow night's rant night. Come back for that. Had a great great time with you. Have the have a great rest of your night.